Hey everybody, it's Shelly Hoffman and I'm here with our mayor, Dick Clark, for our weekly update on what's going on around the village of Baldwinsville. How are you doing today, sir? Doing pretty good. Um, sun shining bright, that always makes it better. You know, my, it's funny, my wife will say there'll be a day where she's gone, I just can't get going. And then all of a sudden she looks out the window and she goes, well, of course it's no sunshine. Yeah. But without realizing that the sunshine has such an impact on her day-to-day -day existence. When a day like this, she's liable to knock me down about four times trying to get to do things, you know, and I'm just standing watching what she's, she's like a tornado going through the house. So um, the sunshine makes a world of difference. And can, I'm seeing in the forecast, some high sixties and low seventies coming up within the next 10 days. And, um, Nice positive stuff for our people to enjoy and uh, get out and do things. And I see a lot of people, you know, in front of where I live walking. Uh, we're not far from Stewart's. And so I know a lot of them will walk down and get ice cream. And because when they come back, there's still somebody's still scooping out the bottom of a Sunday or something. And uh, it's nice to get kind of back to those days. It seems no a little more normal. And uh, let's hope we're headed in the right direction. Um, Absolutely. And on the subject of the, the virus and the pandemic, we're still working on getting a pop-up clinic at the senior center. Um, Dr. Gupta from the county yes. um, called Ruth. Is like Ruth said, was like talking to a celebrity. You know, it was kind of cool. Um, there was no reason not to have it. They're just trying to figure out the, the best date to do it. Okay. It will be the Johnson and Johnson because they only want to do one time. So rather than have it two come back in three weeks and do it again, they would offer the Johnson and Johnson, which is a one one shot deal. So people should keep their eyes open. You know, we'll publicize it on all of our sites. Uh, I'm sure the county will. Um, you know, hope maybe we'll have another session next Wednesday before uh, an event like that would take place, so we can get the word out to people. But it helps if people are paying attention. Is that to everybody or just seniors? Can anybody well, be able to? That'll be everybody. Okay. Um, it seems like a pretty good number of seniors have been vaccinated. Um, you know, a lot of them, you know, want to do things and realize if I get the shot, I got a better chance at being around some people. And um, so that, that'll be on our agenda uh, pretty soon, hopefully. Um, we got today, we got the official word. I know the chief has mentioned it and I don't know if he mentioned it to you, but he did mention it at our board meeting, um, that we have won a PERMA, uh, it's an award, a grant award given out by PERMA, which is our, uh, compensation insurance, uh, company along with the New York state association of chiefs of police and our police department won an award, one of three police departments in the state. Awesome. Village of Ballinsville, Village of Elmira Heights, and the town of Geddes all won um, grants. And what it gets them is there's a uh, kind of a nice thing available to uh, public employees called Cortigo Shield. And it's a uh, confidential wellness uh, application uh, for law enforcement officers particularly. Um, and so an officer can say, you know, maybe have trouble sleeping because of some incidents. They can go on and find some help for suggestions for coping with not being able to get to sleep. Uh, 
and nobody know it's a confidential thing we know that somebody was on the site don't know what one they went on and we don't know who it was so they have this ability to at home or at work you know punch into this <clears throat> into the site and whatever they're particular having eating problems particularly high strung lately you know some suggestions on what you can do um, so it's a nice thing to have available um, it's all behavioral health type things and uh, so our guys will will have that available to us for free for one year oh nice which is kind of cool and then if, you know if we find it to work out nice we probably would renew it on our own so that that we knew that was coming but this was the official uh, notification. So it's a, now it, it is official. And we are very proud of our police department, as usual. And uh, they, they had an interesting one again. Um, we opened up our restrooms. It didn't take long for vandals to decide that that was their playground. So quite a bit of damage to the men's restroom at Community Park. We caught the individuals. I, I don't know how and probably we won't. I asked the chief, and that, knowing full well that if there's somebody that tipped them, they sure don't want to give that up. Um, but uh, they had three people responsible. Mm -hmm. uh, Chuck said he thought it was probably over a thousand dollars worth of damage. Um, you know, they they got up and damaged the lights, and they, there's a, a baby changing station, so they busted that. Um, toilet paper all over everything. They got a soap dispenser and busted that and got soap all over everything. Uh, so we finally got our restrooms open and somebody got that one closed for a little while while we pulled up. Um, I don't understand, you know, that mentality. Yeah. Um, but um, hats off again to our police department for, I mean, it was like the next day they had, uh, they had somebody that they had believe with the perpetrator so uh, hopefully that'll get taken care of and that'll be the end of the nonsense for the summer when word gets around that you you know that you do get caught and you do get in trouble uh that might slow some of that down hopefully uh, next wednesday today's the 12th right yep next wednesday is the start of the carp tournament and the carp classic from the 19th through the 22nd um, it's a pretty interesting thing. And, it, you know, even you, you might want to wander. You can walk down the trail behind St. Mary's and yeah. they have what they call pegs. And I'm sure that stands. It's probably an acronym that stands for something. But it's you're assigned to peg 22. So you go down through until you see something that says 22. And that's your spot to fish. Um, usually you see three or four um, fishing rods on this apparatus that has a an alarm on it so that if if there's a strike the alarm goes off there's a big bag canvas bag that you put your carp into when you get it and then there's they come around with the weighing thing and officially weigh it and then you put the carp back in the river um so it's a, it's kind of fun and interesting a few years ago joe saracini and his brother tony got did it and uh had a ball you know it's a it's a you stay there for three days or three nights, whatever, 19, 20, yeah, three nights. Yeah. And so you're really engrossed in fishing. And you know, you have these, uh, they teach you to make, it's like a, maybe a softball size mixture of stuff. You pack it tight and then you throw it out in the water and that attracts the carps 
carp into that area. And then the uh, same thing, you put a little ball on the on your hook, and then you sit back and wait, and they put up a pretty good fight because they're 20 to 30 pounds. Yes. Uh, and I the, the gal who has been running the tournament, Ginny Russell, sent me a note that uh, they're a little concerned because there's groups of fishermen from other states who don't take part in this, but come in the week afterwards when all the fish are used to being in that area because of the bait. And then they fish, they keep the carp, and they take them to their state and put them in lakes where they charge people to fish. Wow. Um, so what that does is twofold. It hurts the fishery here because right. some of the big fish, it takes many years for carp to get 30 pounds. Yeah. And you grab a couple of those and take them somewhere, they're not going to be around here for a fisherman next year. Also, there's the possibility if there was the carp had a disease and you take them to another place and put them in a lake, and that disease is going to get spread amongst all those fish and you're going to have problems. So um, I had forwarded an email to uh, Will Barkley, who is the uh, assembly minority leader, but is also aware of fishing because he's from the Pulaski area. And, you know, they have the uh, salmon run every year up there. And just to see if there was a way to uh, maybe declare that this part of the Seneca River as a protected fishery type thing and, and haven't heard anything back. It just was a couple of days ago. But those are the kind of things that pop up that, you know, you, you when you sign up to be mayor, it doesn't say you have to worry about the state of carp. But because it's pretty big and these people come in and, and they, they have to eat. Now, some of them have coolers with food in it, but, but I've seen food being delivered from the local restaurants. So and hopefully, you know, some of the pizza places are getting extra business from the carp fishermen. And it's a nice thing. There was a video on about fishing the Finger Lakes. And it had a section on the carp fishing in Baldwinsville. And so it was nice that our area, and they showed the Red Mill Inn and, and uh, some of the places that are on the water, you know, the two restaurants across from each other. And then showed somebody fishing and bringing in a carp and talking to people about it. So it's nice. It's just one more thing that people can say. Yeah, let's go to Ballinsville and we'll throw a fishing line in. Maybe we'll catch a carp. We'll see how cool that would be. So anything we can do to uh, protect that and encourage fishing, uh, I'm all for it. And I hope that some of our residents will take a chance. We wanted them. They, they love to visit. I mean, they come from Japan, uh, from Scotland, uh, France, uh, all over. Some, I think we've had them from Brazil. So you, you're really talking to some world travelers. And uh, they love talking to the local people and, you know, engaging and whether you're a fisherman or not, it's, it's a, it's different. It's a very unique situation. I'm guessing there are people who live in Baldwinsville who have never seen a carp and maybe don't care if they ever do. But uh, <laughs> on the other hand, um, you know, if you live somewhere, it would be cool to know the things that go on around you, uh, you know, I don't know too many communities who have a parade of fire trucks at Christmas time. We do. Um, and that draws a lot of people here. Hopefully we'll have it again this year after missing out last year. But uh, but the carp is pretty unique. They're uh, a huge fish. And, and again, I've talked with people about this before. When I was a kid, carp was just not much different than a uh, I mean, we looked at them like rats. Type. You know, you really if you got one on your hook. A lot of people just cut the line. Because they didn't want to touch them, because they they look, they're not the 
nicest looking fish. You know, they kind of got an ugly face and, and uh, but they're a lot of fun to fish. And, and I used to have friends who used to go carp spearing. You know, we actually throw a spear and I don't know what they did with the fish because I never knew anybody that ate carp um, locally. But there are uh, people who like carp. I, I was told one time that a big tradition I know in Jewish weddings is gefilte fish. And it, quite often that's carp. It's cut up into little squares. and You, you wouldn't know. And uh, that, that's fine. You know, I, and I've had gefilte fish and was okay with it. I'm still here. Sort of. <laughs> we survived. <laughs> so if you get a chance to wander down the trail uh, towards Community Park, and watch some of the guys fish. I, mean, I don't know. There may be some women fishing. I say guys. Um, it's always fun. I don't know where they're going to do it this year, but they usually have the prizes awarded at uh, the Red Mill Inn. They put on a buffet for all the fishermen, and then you know, you. I mean, they, these guys haven't shaved in three or four days, and you know, they look like mountain. They look right out of like Duck Dynasty guys. You know, they. Uh, but they're all very friendly. Um, they go around the world fishing. So Baldwinsville is one of the stops. I think that's pretty cool. Um, things have happened with the DPW. Chuck and Chuck McAuliffe and the crew have been very busy. Um, I just was talking with him yesterday and just to get a heads up. Um, he really hopes people get a chance to go down to Mercer Park and see how the playground down there looks. They, they dug up uh, about a foot deep of old chips and dirt and screening and stuff that goes under it. Um, it took two or three days of, of three or four guys with shovels working hard to clean that out. Then they kind of took care of the underneath part and then put a good nine to 10 inches of a spe specific chip that you're supposed to use for playgrounds. So it's full of these wood chips. Then they manicured the ground around it. Um, so it's gonna look really nice. Um, there are a couple of ramps into this area that wheelchairs can go. You know, it's kind of nice. I mean, in it, but it looks spectacular. And uh, so I hope people will go down and, and take advantage of the playground down there. It's, it's one of the newer plastic. It's not the old wooden one that we used to have down there. And uh, they're hoping to get the docks in maybe this week. But the, we went from having very low water levels to now the river is very high. Right. And, that's not a great time to use a pontoon boat to go back and forth from the park over the wall. So they may wait. We're not supposed to get any rain for like a week. So hopefully the level will go down a little bit and soon the docks will all be in. A little bit of sidewalk work left, not much. They were finishing that up. Um, and one of the issues we're now having, for a while we didn't go into houses um, you know, for our safety and for homeowner safety. But we have to fix water meters. There's, there's six or seven homes where we're getting some readings that don't make a lot of sense, which means that the meter is either going too fast or too slow. And so they're trying to get in. They've been leaving notes asking people to call to set up a time when somebody could come and look at the meter. And we're not getting any responses. So I would hope that if, if you would get a note like that, because um, the meter might be going too fast, and you may be paying for more water than you're really using. Right. So it'd be our guys will wear masks. 
Um, they will get in and out. It'll be efficient. They won't hang in your house. Um, and we would hope that anybody that would let them in would wear masks for our protection. So, um, and we also have a slew of new water meters uh, on hand that we want to get installed. And so we put that off now for a year and we would like to catch up. So people may be getting notices that we, we want to get in your house. Uh, at least call the DPW if you have concerns, you're not sure that you're comfortable with that. But the big thing is they want to set up a time that's more, very convenient for the homeowner. So uh, let me see. We talked about the damage at Community Park. Tomorrow is a big day at Canton Woods. Um, George Leia, who's oh, yeah. our, our resident um, singer. Uh, I was telling somebody yesterday on the phone, I said, he does Paul Simon. He does Garth Brooks. He does John Fogarty. Um, he does Elvis. Uh, he does Neil Diamond. And for an hour, he just goes, he probably does like two, two, two and a half minutes of all the songs. Yeah, I think he does the Everly Brothers. Um, I'm not sure if he does Roy Orbison, but he does just about anybody. He takes requests. He does probably 30 songs in an hour. And wow. it's supposed to be 65 to 70 tomorrow. Beautiful day. Bring a lawn chair and a mask. Spread out. There's plenty of lawn to do it. Um, and he just sits in the gazebo, plays, talks a little bit. He uh, will take a request, you know, and if it's, I mean, if it's a fairly stock song, I mean, he can do just about anything. So. For seniors, it's a good chance to get out and see some of your friends and a uh, nice day out to be outdoors. <clears throat> Let me think what else they got going on. Remember, they are doing the limited indoor meeting of the four people who want to get together and just visit. Um, call in advance. Anything you want to do with the senior center right now, you have to call in advance and sign up. Limited numbers for all events. They're still doing falls prevention, tai chi. Uh, chair yoga, they have the walking group on Monday mornings, the art group, the book club, the yarn crew, time to talk, which is the what I was just talking about visiting, and bingo. So if you're interested in any of those events, call the center, get, a, get on the list. Remember, you have to bring a mask. They will take your temperature when you come in. Um, they've not gotten to the point yet where they're going to ask only people who've been vaccinated to show up. That's potential down the road, but at this point, um, if you, if you wear a mask and you don't have a fever, uh, you'll be allowed in. Uh, today is the puzzle and jigsaw puzzle and paperback book giveaway. Again, if you haven't called, you got better call soon. At one o'clock, it starts. So you can go in, go through the puzzles, take two or three, grab a couple paperback books to keep you busy when you're rainy days now. Um, they have the legal um, Zoom and a uh, nutrition Zoom. So if you're interested in either of those, call um, the Senior Center. Memory Down memory lane, my wife and I do that on Mondays. We've now gone on pause until September. It's just getting too difficult with the nice weather. Uh, you get outside and realize it's 20 to four and you haven't sent anything up and, and send out quick messages, no, no memory lane today. So it's just easier to say we'll resume in September. Um, and it's a wonderful get together. I mean, you know me well enough that I love to talk about anything. But 
old old memories right up at the top of my list. Right. Uh, so um, everything's happened at the senior center. Pay attention for when the uh, vaccine clinic uh, will, is going to be there for somebody who maybe is just maybe just qualified age wise. If you're a uh, high school kid looking to get a shot and really would like to take, get it taken care of in one time. Um, if you're somebody who has doesn't have rides all the time, it's a one shot deal. Um, there'll be something out and we will publicize it. So, um, and I, I noticed that I don't know if the other sports are doing it at the school, but the lacrosse team has been streaming their games. Um, I don't know. They were, they had a couple technical difficulties on a couple of them. And I, cause every time I Matt Wilcox who's the coach will say, and we're, we think it's going to be better this time. So I don't <laughs> know if it still hasn't gotten better or if that refers back to a couple that were, I, I tried to go on one night and the camera was pointed at the ground and I don't know if anybody, I, I think they might just start the camera wide angle so you can see it going up and down the field and somebody didn't realize it was pointing in the wrong direction. Um, but it's a nice service for people who have grandkids playing maybe that want to watch or somebody like me who's an old lacrosse fan uh, loves to watch our kids play. Um Check it out because, you know, I don't know, maybe baseball is doing the same thing. Girls lacrosse might be doing the same thing. I, I just happen to be a member of the boys lacrosse alumni group, and uh, they posted on there. Uh, so um, it's good to see the kids, are, you know, the kids have been running by the house from the, obviously from the track team, you know, the long distance people. Uh, that was something was kind of a rite of fall and spring. over the, look, In the fall, we'd get the cross country kids running through. And then in the spring, you'd get the track kids and there's boys and then there's girls and there's a mixture. And it's just nice to see the kids out running, doing things. Uh, probably good for them, you know, too, to be doing that stuff. Um, and overall, everything, again, um, in talking to different department heads, they feel things are going well, uh, you know, that, that people are being taken care of. Um, been, been very busy. Um, I, I continue to tell people that I am two to three times busier than I ever was before the pandemic because it comes simply comes down to one thing. Things before that got done without me knowing about them because that was just, I mean, it was just part of their job. Now everybody wants to check to make sure they're not going to get themselves, you know, down the wrong path because, you know, can we open a door? Can, can we do this? stuff that I never had to deal with before. So now everything comes through me. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, I refer people to the police chief because he's our public safety officer. Um, so it's busy, but um, because of people like you and, and um, Pac B, the availability of Facebook in general, we've been able to get word out to people. And I think it's made it a whole lot nicer. I, I had a, a follow up the last meeting of mayors said, I need to sit down and talk with you. I, I'm, I'm still not sure how you guys do all that stuff, but why can't we do it? And I said, well, give me a call. I mean, I didn't start it. It started before me. Pac B has been going for, you know, many years. Yeah. Um, you started this. Um, you know, I, I said to him, our police chief is on once a month. The two town supervisors or a representative are on once a month you know, people from the library, different groups, you know, uh, anything that 
somebody thinks can help people, they, they throw it on the site and it's like, hopefully people are paying attention and most of it ends up on pack B. What's pack B? <laughs> I said, that's, you all have a public access channel if you have cable. And there's, you know, I tried to explain if you go through like on ours, like 28, 29 and 30 or are on the horizon are all public access. This is the channel 30 happens to have something on. The other two just say they're there. Right. Um, it's 98 on, on uh, spectrum. I don't know if there's 99 is also public access, but technically anybody in the public who has something that they want to air has a right to access. That's why they call it public access channel. So if you have a dance recital and you want to go out and you can, I don't know, I don't know all the mechanics of it, but there's people that you can contact. You call Baldwinsville Pack B because they can tell you a lot of that. We're, we have a great group. By the way, just popped in my head. We need volunteers. Jim Holtzman just retired and he had been doing Town of Lysander for years. Um, we are, all of our people that do the taping for the most part are older. Um, we do have a few younger ones, but we need some people who are available. If, if, um, if your kid's playing a sport and you would like to tape all the soccer games and offer them to Pack B, let them know. They'd, they'd be happy, even if there's no play-by-play, -play, just a video of the game. Um, yeah. If if you're available, if you're a kid who wants some experience and thinks it would be a nice way to contribute to your community, they'll give you a camera and a little bit of an explanation on how to make things work. Um, but we're, we're really getting into kind of a dangerous spot where everybody who has anything to say is also at a point where they could say, I just physically can't do it anymore. And we right. would be in tough shape. I mean, we could set up, I'm sure we could set up a camera at a board meeting in the back corner of the room that would show the whole room. You don't get to see much of people's faces and reactions and maybe you can't hear it as well. Um, so if you if you would like to contribute to your community, it doesn't really I mean if you're doing a basketball game, it's a little over an hour. Um, football games, you know, an hour and a half. Uh, board meetings, our board meetings typically are a half hour. Lysander's, um, Van Buren is, is usually short. Um, Lysander can, you know, has a different range, but um, a lot of times you just kind of sit there and point the camera to whoever's talking. I mean, it, as long as you know how to start the camera the right way, that's that's crucial. And there's people that will show you. So please, if you if it's not you, but if you have a neighbor who's very video conscious, maybe uh, loves to do that kind of stuff, you know, maybe one day a week they could make a uh, contribution of time so yeah no it, and it's a great organization as you know i i talked to um your sister your both your sisters are a part of it and your niece can great people um jim was you know he was somebody who helped me when i first started volunteering so i was sad to hear that he was retiring um so yeah if um if you have time it doesn't take a whole lot it's volunteering they appreciate any time that you have uh, two things I wanted to throw out about the community. I just want to remind everybody about the uh, Greater Baldwinsville Chamber of Commerce is putting together that village yard sale. So there's going to be advertisement. There's some signs around the community. There's one of those um, codes that you can scan into your phone and get the information. But if you live outside the village and you want to be part of the village square, you can get a table there. 
but even, you know, in my street where I live, it's part of the village. We kind of did a little mini, just our own Elizabeth Street, East Oneida Street, Virginia Street. And one of my neighbors asked if we were doing that again. And I said, why don't we piggyback off the village? It's crazy for us to pick our own different weekend to do it. So May 22nd is the date of that, which we talked about last week. Yep. And then the other thing from um, an HHC point of view, which is my platform for what we do, Hard Home and Community, is we're going to send out um, electronic postcards to all the organizations, all the businesses, and just say, what do you have going on next month? So if you have live music on Saturday nights, if you have a fundraiser that you want to put together, or a food drive, just send us an email. And we are on the 25th, 26th of each month, we're going to make a post and pin it to the top of our Facebook page. Okay. And so we have a community, uh, community calendar, which um, Ken Schmidt, Nancy Howe, a lot of the community leaders are putting together through the library. And that's a lot of the organization pieces like Rotary and Chamber. So this is more, hey, you're, um, you have live music, you have a band coming in. For HHC, we can post those types of things as well. So uh, I had a couple people from the community ask me if there was a way that I could put out what they were doing and have a link. So Lauren Russett, who um, has her own company outside of being a chamber director, uh, Russet PR, her and I are working together to do that as well. So we're just, this summer, there's a lot, thing, lot of things happening in the community, as you and I know, because we talk about them. Um, people that don't watch our show, I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't possibly watch this show. <laughs> but it's going to be a quick pin at the top of our Facebook page that'll tell you what. So if you want to be in on it, you have to get us the information by the uh, the twentieth of each month, the month before, mm -hmm. and then on the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, we will post what's happening. So we'll our first one will be June. We'll see what kind of information we get, and we'll post it around the twenty fifth, twenty sixth of May of what's happening in June. That's great. And you mentioned retirement. You know, we were talking about uh, Jim Hotelling. Um, this past Saturday, the uh, director of the Ambulance Corps, Jim Hogan, retired. Jim Hogan. And, you know, I, I he just was a great guy. Uh, I did a video that they were able to play it as they surprised him um, with a retirement party. And uh, I just, you know, always felt like sometimes I was – I probably need to call Jim Hogan and ask him, and I would get an email from Jim Hogan. Like he was thinking along the same line. Yeah. Uh, just a great guy. I'm sure they're going to miss him. Uh, they have a lot of great people down there, so that they'll they'll keep operating well. But he put a lot of time and heart into it. I got to think this past year was pretty tough on him. I know he talked different times about waiting two or three hours at the hospital with somebody suspected of COVID because they didn't have anybody to take care of them inside. So our ambulance had to sit there. And meanwhile, they could hear calls going out in Baldwinsville um, that they weren't around to take care of. I'm sure that was tough on Jim. Plus he's been there, I think 30 years with the ambulance corps. Um, that's a long time to dedicate. And, and, and that's the kind of job that you don't, you, you know, you may go in and spend the day Getting, you know, doing director stuff, and, and but he also does shifts on the ambulance. And when you do that kind of work, that's 24 hours a day. Right. Because if a problem pops up, they're going to call him, and you you have to go to sleep knowing you may, you know, we're short. I don't know if we're going to have enough people to do the ambulance a couple nights. They always end up coming up with somebody, as it, you know, as it typically turns out. 
but you still have those thoughts go through your head and you're the ultimately as i said in my video he was the face of the organization so that if if there was anything that came up short who are you going to look at but him and um he didn't come up short um great job as director and uh i for one i'm going to miss him and uh I hope he doesn't go too far away. So I see him around once in a while. Really enjoy Jim. Great guy, just just as a person. And uh, I, I it's, have one of those attach, you know, attachments to the ambulance corps because of my parents. Um, you that, yeah. And so I, I'm happy to see good things happen at the ambulance corps. And uh, it's going to miss Jim. So. Well, I had talked to, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but I had talked to Steve Darkangelo when he had retired. Oh, well, he didn't, I don't know if he retired, he just took a different job, I guess. I guess he took a different job. But I was going to reach out to Jim because Jim has done a couple videos with me through the course of this pandemic. And I was going to reach out to him just to see if he'd like to do a little wrap up. Um, kind of like, you know, how it how he it was when he started through the normal non-pandemic years. And then obviously, you know, the pandemic. So he is on my list of people to reach out to, to just to see. It'd be nice to hear, you know, hear him reminisce a little bit about his years at the uh, Ambulance Corps. So I'm not sure if Jim's watching. I know he watches us sometimes. But yeah. if you are watching, Jim, you will be getting messages from me. So if you don't want to do it, hide. Run and hide, Jim. Well, <laughs> because when we moved to Baldwinsville, right before my, my and my parents got involved quite quickly, the uh, the ambulance was a hearse. Wow that the funeral home had donated when they were getting a new one. And I think said, here, you can use it. So that may be how it started, uh, you know, which I always thought was kind of scary when somebody <laughs> pulled up in front to take care of you and saw a hearse out there. You know? hearse. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so my, and then, it, I mean, they got new ambulances and they were, they were state of the art in the six, you know, early sixties. Nothing like, I mean, I, I've had them described to me by Jim and others as like an emergency room on wheels. Yeah. We got everything. And which is, yeah. a, which a, if I'm, if I'm sick, thank God they got everything, you know, cause maybe that's going to help me before they can get me all the way to the hospital where they can take care of me. And uh, so I think, I think Jim is the kind of guy who uh, loves his organization enough that he would think it'd be a great chance to pat everybody on the back and talk about the great strides they've made. Um, I mean, if you if you've seen inside an ambulance, I mean it. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. there are dials and all kinds of gizmos, and um, you're pretty well taken care of once you get in that ambulance. And uh, we are very fortunate in the village in this area to have such a good ambulance service. So, we are. Yeah. and happy retirement, Jim Hogan. I hope you have a great one. Perfect. And that's a pretty nice way to wrap up our uh, our session today. It's just. Uh, Kudos to Jim and the job that he did here in the village of Baldwinsville, because we're you and I and a lot of other people are all about the the village of Bal in Baldwinsville and the greater Baldwinsville area. So, well, thank you, Mayor. As always, um, you know, there's so much going on, so much information that you share with us. I certainly appreciate it. And I know other people do because they tell us that. Yep. So <laughs> I um, enjoy the sunshine. Tell Linda not to drive you crazy with her bouncing around because the sun is beautiful. Okay. <laughs> And sit down and enjoy it a little bit. Painting to do. She's now an artist. That's right. That's right. Beautiful artist, actually. She sold one already. Somebody, Did she? Somebody ordered one for their mother-in-law for Mother's Day. So Beautiful. So Very nice. Yeah. So have a good one, Shine. Enjoy camp. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.